0: Colossians 1.18 says, So spacious is he, so roomy that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding. This podcast is going to help you live out your faith, walk in the Spirit, and rest in God's grace. Hey there, my name is Wendy Parker, and I want to welcome you to the Spacious Room podcast. Hey there and welcome to this week's Spacious Room podcast and today I want to talk about how you are going to fight your battles and this is actually part one of this is how I fight my battles so next week will be part two so make sure you tune in for that. So our struggles and doubts, burdens, they all seem so much more magnified in the dead of night, right? Right? But it's in these moments of we lay there in the darkness and worry over stuff that just disturbs our sleep. We have two choices. Either we raise the white flag of surrender and stay in the prison cell of fear in the midnight hour or we raise our battle-scarred hands in worship and shake the very foundations with prayer and praise. Well, if you're tired of dragging the chains of fear and worry around you, then it's time to look the enemy square in the eye and tell him, worship is my weapon and this is how I fight my battles. You perhaps know that song, Surrounded, Fight My Battles, or perhaps you've never heard of it. But amazingly, this song came from a spontaneous worship moment of praise in 2017, in the Dallas, Texas-based Upper Room from a worship singer named Alyssa Smith. And it's a powerful song that declares Jesus surrounds us and his precious blood, which was shed on the cross, speaks to us as we worship him. And in Acts chapter 16, we find two singers, yes, Paul and Silas. They were deemed rebel-rousing troublemakers by the Roman officials. But these worshippers, you know, they've been flogged. And now they were facing their darkest hour and they've been thrown into the most secure part of the prison. But the noises that came from their cell that the other prisoners heard were not ones of moaning and groaning. Oh no, even though they've been flogged within an inch of their lives, can you imagine the pain they were in? But they were using worship as a weapon to push back the darkness, raising their black and blue arms in victory instead of defeat and surrendering to their circumstances. They had hearts full of courage when their hands were lifted high and they knew this was how they needed to fight their battle. And in Acts 16, 23 to 26, it says this, the jailer was ordered to keep them under the strictest supervision. The jailer complied. First, restraining them in ankle chains, then locking them in the most secure cell in the centre of the jail. Now remember, they'd just been flogged and now they were put in restraining ankle chains. It's hard to imagine. And then it says, picture this, it's midnight. In the darkness of their cell, Paul and Silas, after surviving the severe beating, aren't moaning and groaning. They're praying and singing hymns to God. The prisoners in the adjoining cells are wide awake, listening to them pray and sing. I bet they can't believe it. But suddenly the ground begins to shake and the prison foundations begin to crack. You hear the sound of the jangling chains and the squeak of cell doors opening. Every prisoner realises that his chains have come unfastened. Well, there's two things we can learn from the story of Paul and Silas worshipping in their prison cell and how we choose to fight our battles with prayer and praise. So the first thing we can learn is that while we are worshipping, other pr- prisoners will be set free. And when everything is going well in life, you know, it, isn't it so easy to worship. But when you're facing a tough challenge, a circumstance that has put you in a painful position like Paul and Silas, it's not so easy to raise your hands in worship. The enemy, he is so good at locking our thoughts in the most secure part of our prison cell within our minds, reminding us that nobody's going to hear your cries for help. However, when you choose to fight your battle with prayer and praise by lifting your hands heavenward in surrender to the king of all kings, the other prisoners who are in their chains, they're going to hear you. That's going to help break the chains of bondage and unfasten their lives too. And then another thing we can learn from worship of praise is the ones who wounded you, they're going to be liberated because of your worship. And I'll continue to read the story in Acts chapter 16. It says the jailer wakes up and runs into the jail because he's wondering what's all this commotion going on. He's felt obviously felt the ground shake and he heard the chains rattling. But his heart sinks and he sees the doors have all swung open. He is sure his prisoners have escaped and he knows this will mean death for him, that he will be executed because he's not looked after the prisoners. So he pulls out his sword, ready to commit suicide. But at that moment, Paul sees what is happening and he shouts at the top of his lungs Wait, man, don't harm yourself. We're here. None of us have escaped. The jailer sends his assistants to get some torches and rushes into the cell of Paul and Silas. He falls to his knees before them trembling and he brings them outside. Gentlemen, please tell me what must I do to be liberated? And Paul and Silas, they just say to him, just believe, believe in the ultimate king, Jesus. Not only will you be rescued, but your whole household will be as well. The jailer brings them to his home, washes their wounds, and feeds them. Then they baptize the man and his family. Wow. That's how powerful worship can be. Because when we worship, the bitterness we feel from the ones who've wounded us. This is the jailer who's thrown them in prison. He's chained them up. He did it out of, um, he had to do it because of his job, but still, they still said to him, "You know this." He's like, "What do I do to be liberated?" They could have said, "You're on your own, mate. I'm—we're I'm, gone," but they didn't. You know, they—he wounded them, and yet, no place. It has no place. Wounds and bitterness have no place when we fight our battles in a posture of praise. Because Paul and Silas knew that they were not going to let the enemy have any room to win. The jailer and his whole family were liberated because Paul and Silas chose to worship their liberating king amid their pain and anguish, regardless of the wounds they'd suffered. They went to the jailer's house and he, and he cleaned up their wounds for him. I mean, this is just an amazing story because worship shakes the very foundations of prison cells and it loosens chains and it liberates people who have wounded us even though it feels like the midnight hour for us when we choose to fight our battles in worship. So how do you fight your battles, dear friend? Do you raise your hands in worship even though you you feel like you're locked in a prison cell? I pray today that as you lift your hands in worship to Jesus, the liberating King, that he will not only set you free but others free too. And as we all lift our battle-scarred hands in worship, to you, Jesus, people will see that regardless of our circumstances, we choose to fight our battles in worship and in praise to you, Jesus. Amen. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you would like more teaching and messages on the Christian life, then check out my website, thebigvoiceonline.com. I look forward to sharing the spacious room with you next time.